Today, we spoke with Stephanie Gray about her journey with Process Art. To contact Stephanie or learn more about her work, visit creativenectarstudio.com. And to contact Spirit Road, you can email us at spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens. I'm Lori Hewitt. And this this is Spirit Spirit Road. Welcome to our podcast on Spirit Road. How are you? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Maybe we could start, Stephanie, by um, talking a little bit about what you do and how we all got to be here together and, and go from there. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so over 20 years ago, I started this thing called Process Painting, and it took my breath away because basically... You don't have to have any art skills or anything like that. It's just painting for the process. It's creating from the inside out and just getting to know yourself via art making. And I did that for 10, 11, 12 years. I don't even know now, a long time with my teacher, Sarah Oblinger. And then I began facilitating it myself. And it's it's an amazing tool to enhance your creativity, sure, but also to go within and figure out who it is that lives there, you know, like your true self, your, maybe not your higher self, but your true self that's been covered up with years worth of conditioning and stuff like that. So, I mean, in a very small nutshell, that is, that is what I do. It's not at all about creating something that goes on your wall, rather something that comes from within out onto a piece of paper or an art journal or whatever. I think that's a big question that comes up a lot when people hear the the term process art. You know, how is that different from regular art? Could you ex- explain that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Well, ag- again, you do not have to have any training. In fact, uh, and I did not have training when I started, and I'm glad I didn't because I saw people come in who had art degrees and stuff who struggled. So, in, but it's for it's for anybody. If you have an art degree, that's fine too. It the difference really is it's for you and it's not for anybody else. It's for you to just continually meet yourself over and over again with art making, no matter what you're doing. I mean, there's always a place for it. You just meet yourself in the present moment and doing that with art seems to move you from the headspace down into more of the heart centered space. And things start to calm down as far as like inner thoughts and things like that. And you can discover more about yourself. And with process art also um, there's facilitation that happens. So there is somebody that asks you questions. If you feel stuck, gives you sometimes questions to write about beforehand. That's how I do stuff, but also, you know, just there to hold space for you. The facilitator is. And so that's how it's different because you're not going to sell the art. You're not going to 
show it to anyone necessarily. I mean, you can, but yeah, it's a very private thing. How do you deal with folks who have phobia around the art part? I know for myself, just the word art and the idea of even painting makes me incredibly anxious because I have not had good experiences with that in my life. So how do you help people get beyond that? That's a really good question. My teacher used to call it art with a capital A. And so many people got their creative spirit crushed at a very early age, you know? And so for sure, it, I think just being okay, realizing that whatever comes is for you and it's okay. Starting out maybe just with what's going on in your body and working with the color that correlates with what's happening, scribbling, scribbling is okay. You know, it's, it doesn't have to look like anything. It doesn't have to make sense. And that's part of the mystique, I think of it, because, you know, we're very much, you know, the art world is very much about making a statement with it or, you know, what is it saying? And this is more about reflection for yourself. So to, to get people used to that, it's just a practice you just mm-hmm. keep coming and arriving to the page very much like meditation, actually. Oh. Yeah. And there's, and knowing that there's no right or wrong way to do it, you just show up and whatever, whatever happens is, is yours at that moment. It's for you. Just to turn this to maybe a more of a spiritual slant to in the community that we exist in, there are a lot of people going through transitions right now. You might call them awakening experiences. And, um, and, and it's been really interesting to think about how art and creativity can be a vehicle for kind of coming into tune or touch with some of, the, some of these changes and um, I really loved my experience working with you of, of doing that, where I think about art as an end goal. You start out with a picture in mind or something that you want to paint or draw or write music, whatever it is. And process art is more about being in the moment and identifying with the motions and the things that are coming up and allowing that just to be a tool to be more in touch with those things. Do you see that? How do you see creativity as, as a vehicle for being in touch with shifts in consciousness that are happening right now? Personally, I feel like we're in the very beginnings of a transformation in consciousness for globally, maybe universally, I don't know. But for me and for people I work with, it's helping, helping us stay grounded in ourselves helping to know ourselves more like the true essence, like that mystical part of us. It's allowing a way to trust the process, the process of what is, you know, because I think part of at least the last couple of years, it's been pretty, pretty rough. You know, some of what we've all been going through has been pretty rough. And to always know that there's a place I can come and just put what I'm feeling directly onto a page and know that the page will hold it. And also know that eventually it gets sort of alchemized and turned into something more, you know, I don't know, I don't have words for it because it, it changes it, it transmutes it. And that's, I feel like creativity is really important for what we're going through right now, because I don't think that we can get through these next few years using our head as much. We have to, the intellect, we have to drop down into the space of the heart and really just be a little more 
living, we have to be living through the heart space more. And I think that's what's going to allow us to transition a little more easily. And I think that's just where it's going. I mean, it could take years and years and years, but this is the start of it. And I really think that this, that creativity is going to be a very big part of it. I like that idea of living from the heart. I've been really focusing on that in terms of working with my soul more consciously, because that's where I experience that is it comes from that heart space. And so making that transition then from just being in the head down into the heart is an interesting process and it's not always easy to maintain. Mm -mm. So I'm wondering if the process art though might help anchor that more moving out of the left brain thinking to the heart space more. I find that it does. Uh, I'm somebody that practices, I practice every week, every, you know, several days a week of doing it. But the people that work with me on a regular basis, they notice that they actually take it out into their lives. And so they can see, see it actually working and working them, if that makes any sense. I mean, it, it, it's really about trust. It definitely helps anchor you into that heart space. And, you know, it's not about staying in the heart space all the time. I don't even know if that's possible, at least not yet. But it's, it's like finding more of the balance. And I would say, for me at least, and for people I work with, it definitely helps with that. How does that move you in then to what I call shadow work? How does that help you to begin to do some of that? Because I know in my own process, that's been really important this past year, is letting go of those parts that hold on to fear. I love your questions. Yes. I would say the majority of my shadow work has been done via art. There's something about art that will soften the dive, the deep dive into the shadow work so that you're right there with it. But something about putting it on the page, even the darkest thing you can think of generally isn't as scary once you get it on the page. Whereas if you just sit and you have it in your being and you're not really looking at it or doing anything with it, you're just really interested in keeping it down. Um, it's way scarier and it, ha- it does a lot more damage or whatever because it's you're unconscious with it or semi-conscious. But when you're looking at it and you're creating things with it and getting curious about it, then it has a chance to be even playful. And that's, I mean, then you can meet it. You can meet it with compassion. And yeah, that's like a whole other episode. That is that's my thing. I love doing shadow work because it's interesting and it's, it's so helpful to do it. Yeah. And I don't know that I would be able to do much of it without, without the creative process. So going back to the, the exercise with the scribbling and kind of coming in touch with the things that are, that you're feeling, if you're, um, if these emotions or points in your body where you feel stress, um, had a color and emotion, what would they look like? And you scribble this on paper. And then I, I, I know from talking with you that that you might come back to those scribbles later and start to say, what do I see there? What is coming out? And finding things that might even surprise you that have come up. And I, I love the idea of art as being a way to transmute those in such a way that you're creating from that space and, and you're revisiting it in ways and you're giving it life and color and almost personifying something. And once you've given it that personality or that personification, then you can start to work with it in different ways or maybe even start, like you say, to find compassion for it in ways that you hadn't before. 
A hundred percent. I mean, yes. And, and there are times where I have taken a situation, maybe like early childhood stuff, and I've been working with it, but I've also, you know, I work with it, I get really down and dirty with it. And then I surround it with say love or can I can then create something that wasn't there when it happened. And Tim, I think you and I have talked about this. Um, you can actually, it feels like you can actually sort of recreate the scenario. And, you know, I was, I was working just the other day on, on something. It's a very deep wound. It's um, the wound of being adopted. And I was doing, working with this sort of womb-like image, a fetal image. And I've done it before, but it's always ended up just being there in this dark womb sort of thing. And this time I decided I was going to bring the the fetus out of the womb and like bring her back into the fold if that makes any sense so it was almost like okay she's not going to stay here anymore I, she doesn't need to stay here anymore she's coming with me and i invited her to come with me and it i feel like it shifted a lot of stuff so that's not i mean that is not everything that process art is but it's one way to to work it and definitely to work it with shadow stuff it just sounds so powerful and what you said about having it come out of you, uh, I think is also incredibly powerful because then you can see it from a different perspective and you can release it then and not keep carrying it around with you. Yeah. It becomes Absolutely. conscious then. Absolutely. And once you see it, I mean, that's over half the battle, right? Once you are aware, yeah. then so much can change. Absolutely. What, what's occurring to me is I can allow all those kid parts of myself that hold on to some of these fears and I think also have that fear around the art part, inviting them to come out and play, which they would be very excited to do, I think. Absolutely. I mean, it is all you can also consider it deep play for your for your inner child or children, you know, and I've definitely done that too. And I I work with somebody who very specifically works in that way. And for her, it is very, very helpful and soothing. So I have another quick question. So what I'm imagining in my head is instead of using brushes, like if you're painting, to me, what feels really the best would be to use, do finger painting. Absolutely. Oh man, I've had some of the best times when I've just really, cause I mean, it's so visceral at that point, you know, you can really get down into that. And also it takes some of the like Oh, I have to have technique or the best brush. And, and you exactly. just, you're like, no, I'm just going to make a mess. And you have permission to make a mess and you have permission to, to do and work with whatever you want for, at least when you work with me with, you know, I use process art principles, but I mean, it has, it has sort of come into its own and we, we do our own thing. It's more about who you are, how you want to work, what's calling to you in that moment and, and permission to do it. I love the idea of using mediums that are not easily erasable, thinking about moving from a head space into a heart space that I, I know we have this internal editor in us that might see what we put on paper and start questioning, how can this be better, you know, with, with the end result in mind, or, or what can I do to make this troublesome thing that has come to the surface reveal itself in more positive ways when when I think a lot of process art is more about 
being with what's coming up as it's coming up and, and, and not, not trying to change it in those ways, but just to really accept these things. And yeah, absolutely. It's about allowing what wants to come, you know, and everything has its own time, but to allow that, because when you can change something, the whole reason for it coming up and showing itself to you sort of goes away and you know it, you know, when you're changing something because you're uncomfortable with it, you know, as opposed to, oh, this needs another layer. So I'm going to go ahead and do and work with another layer on top of this, or I'm doing this because I'm covering it up because I am very uncomfortable right now and I can't be with it. And even the awareness of having that is good. The hardcore process art principles definitely say, you know, can't use any markers, any this or that. It's just paint because you can't be as precise with paint and even working with things that you can't erase is pretty awesome in my opinion. So it brings up another question for me then. So we're sitting with what's coming up Mm -hmm. and getting it out, putting it on the paper, canvas, whatever, allowing it to be there and observing it. And then is there that opportunity though to bring that out, really look at it, live with it, and then change the story? That is something that I, that I have done for myself. You probably won't see like the, the people who, who uh, created process art doing any of that um, unless it happens organically. But for me, I mean, you can, yes, you can work with it that way. In the early years, I would just, I would paint and things would come up and it would be very much like a dream journal. A lot of the images wouldn't make any sense. They would just be coming from the depths and just allowing that to happen. And even when I felt turned off by it that day, you know, I might leave the studio for a week and come back and something shifts, even just by sort of walking away and coming back and looking at it. And then I'm like, oh, I love that, that thing I hated a week ago. I absolutely love that. And then you have this compassion that happens for yourself as that's happening. So there's so many ways that it can work for you. And I always say to people, especially new people, it's going to work the way it's going to work for you. It's going to specifically, I believe, help you in the way that you need it to help you in the moments. And then that might transition and change. In fact, it probably will. Yeah, it's it's also about feeling into what is mine. So I, you know, you can I can tell people what my process is over and over again and then when they reach the point where they're in a process, their own process, it's going to look different and it's okay. I worked with somebody who realized that they liked to do artwork and write. So it was sort of an off and on. They realized that some of the emotions that they couldn't write about, they could certainly work with art with. And then they would come back up into the head. And it was this really beautiful balance that I've actually never seen somebody do before. And it was really cool. And she found, she discovered that on her own. At first she was freaked out. She's like, I don't know what to do. Nobody's telling me what to do. I'm not used to this. But she realized, okay, I can make up my own rules. And then, then she got really excited and it lit her up. If someone wanted to work with you or to learn more about process art, where could they go? to creativenectarstudio.com. There's just, there's videos and lots of information about that in our event calendar and all the information you could ever want. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today and uh, look forward to having more conversations with you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you, Steph. Thank you. Thank you.